Welcome to Suzo. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. Today is Saturday, October 31st, 2020. My name is Mike Dushan. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which discusses politics, social issues through the prism of common sense. Today is the last Saturday that would either make the country feel overwhelmed or joyful following the 2020 general election due for just a couple of days away. There is anxiety, hope. We're here to tell you exactly the outcome of this election. sense of the laws, talking points, sound bites, bickering of self-serving politicians, constituent full of hatred to unite, hypocrisy, lies, deception running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Join me every day at 11 a.m. on Sluza for discussions of social political issues which might impact your lives and those of future generations. See you soon. Once again, welcome to Sousa. If you join us before, we do thank you for helping make this journey somewhat more bearable. If you join us for the first time, we do welcome you once again to the Sousa program. This program was created a little bit over a year ago, almost two years now, with one simple objective, to perfect the union. <clears throat> but in any circumstance, in any situation, any environment, any community, any society, the major obstacle to progress, to improvement, has always been ignorance. As such, when we embark in this journey, we set to do one thing and one thing only, to eradicate ignorance from our society a tall order, we know. So we settle for the second best. 
to eradicate ignorance from debates, from discussion, from conversation in the hope that we all can draw from the same facts, from the same truth, and achieve the most important objective of all, to perfect the union. JFK said that the ignorance of a single voter in a democracy impairs the security of us all. The ignorance of a single individual in a democracy impairs the security of us all. There has never been a time in the history of society, mankind, that we know of that people look forward to become ignorant or even admit that he or she is ignorant. Even people who don't have an education or a good education go out of his or her way to hide that fact because no one wants to know for anyone else to know or to even suspect that he or she is ignorant until now millions of individuals have publicly openly admitted and accepted being ignorant a way for them to justify acting like ignorant. The general election is just a couple of days away. On the Democrat side, there is a high degree of anxiety. Now, to be fair, it's not just the Democrats. There is a growing and sizable group of Republicans who are patriot who pledge allegiance to the country, not to their political party, not to a man. They too have anxiety. Sadly, we as a country, as a nation, watching millions of people, young and old, being able to make justification to support, to vote for someone who has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is a man of no character, he is no leader, he doesn't care about them, there is no time in the history of mankind that it is so blatantly obvious that millions of people express their desire to be and stay ignorant just so that they can try to spite another group. Of course, the idea is to support the individual they want to be their leader, a total imbecile, an idiot, an ignorant, a fraud, a crook, a liar, 
but that's the individual that they choose to be their leaders. Now it is very easy to point fingers to people or to blame others. That's what we do more often than not. Donald Trump is the king of pointing fingers to others, blaming others for all sorts of failures, and yet much too easily want to claim credit for any progress or anything that resembles something good. Donald Trump wants to tell you, I did that. But any failure he's responsible for is quick to point fingers to somebody else. So it is sad and alarming for the rest of us to watch our millions of people. Some of them claim to be Christian. Some of them claim to have value. Some of them actually have a college degree. And you're watching live, not in a remote time, not a time when there was no school, when there was no education, or there it was reserved to just a few, but in a time where schools, colleges, universities are everywhere. You can even have education and a degree in the comfort of your bedroom. And yet, the United States of America is watching the deterioration of a people who have chosen to follow, to listen to, to defend, and to feel good about supporting the most mediocre individuals that has ever run for the Oval Office. Anybody who point that out is a damn liberal, is a radical left, and there is absolutely nothing anyone can point out to to help those individuals. I have been screaming at the top of my lungs for the past three plus years that Donald Trump is the gravest damage that has happened to America. Second only to slavery. I have been derided, mocked, shrugged off. And it took a little bit of time for the rest of the country to catch up to what I have seen well before the 2016 presidential election, during which time I wrote that Donald Trump is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. It doesn't take a genius to be able to come to those type of conclusion. In this program, I mentioned many a time that Donald Trump has never done anything legal or legitimate in his entire life. No, this is not an exaggeration. He has never done anything legal or legitimate in his entire life. So it wasn't really that much of a big exercise for me to come to the conclusion as president of the United States, it would just be worse because it would be an ignorant, a crook with power. Of course, I was, quote, a damn liberal, a radical left. 
three plus years into his administration, Republicans who are patriots, Republicans who actually love the country, not just in names, they have all come to the exact same conclusion that I provided three plus years ago. That Donald Trump is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. The damage that Donald Trump has already inflicted to this nation, coronavirus notwithstanding, is going to take a long, long time to recover from. We're not just talking about damage to the institution. We're not just talking about having nihilized the letter of the Constitution, trampled the rule of law, and mock the idea of the presidency. We're not even talking about those, although those are also very serious damage. We are referring to the fact that Donald Trump has destroyed the fabric of our society. For a very long time, we talk about the country being divided. And most of the time, we talk about Democrat and Republican not being able to come to an agreement. It's politics. Everybody understands that. Everybody lives with that, and we come to expect that. That's not what we are talking about. We're talking about an individual who is evil at his core. Not someone who makes a mistake, not someone who's playing politics, but someone who has deliberately tapped into the darkest aspect of any human being and exploited that. Donald Trump has divided the country not in terms of politics, but by pinning one individual against the other. We see today in America a country that is divided not in politics, as I mentioned earlier. At this point, there are many, many, many Republicans who have joined forces with Democrats with one single objective, to make certain that Donald Trump is kicked out of the Oval Office. So the division we are talking about is not a division of politics, of political parties, but rather a division as Machiavellic, as Machiavellian rather, as the devil would want. But as much as I always point fingers to those Republican constituents who can hardly think for themselves, the major blame lies at the feet of the Republican leaders, politicians, business leaders, religious leaders, because they too, instead of helping educate their followers, their constituent, they have exploited their ignorance. Today you may have already learned that Cherry Falwell is suing Liberty University. Ironic, isn't it? We're not here to talk about that, but rather to make a very important point. The same individual who always claimed to be a Christian, the same individual who should have read in the Bible about that very aspect of, the, of his problem, 
Now, he is the individual who is suing the very organization that his father built that he used to exploit the ignorance of the people who trusted him. We see similar patterns, similar behavior on the part of the Republican legislators in Washington who have for three plus years not just exploited the ignorance of their constituent, but nurtured it, encouraged it, and make it look as if it is okay to be ignorant and blame the Democrat for everything that happened in the country. You talk to any Republican today, especially supporters of Donald Trump, you would find that they hate Donald Trump. They bias towards Donald Trump because, well, Donald Trump is a great man. He's a saint. He has done everything great for them. He's a very a, a natural leader. Someone everybody would look forward to. Someone you would use as a role model for your children. My God, how could those damn Democrats hate Donald Trump that much? If it sounds ridiculous, because it is. There is not a single individual, even those who support Donald Trump, who doesn't know, who don't know that Donald Trump is a crook, a liar, a scoundrel, someone they cannot use as a role model for their children. They can say that much. Even people who work for Donald Trump would tell you without any hesitation, this is an individual we would never use as a role model for our children. He's a man of no character, no value, no Christian principle. And yet, those who profess to be Christian, those who profess to have moral values, they all line up behind that individual and they all want that individual to continue to be the leader of our nation. This is the predicament the United States of America is in. There are millions of Trump supporters, half the country, who are so darn ignorant, they cannot even come to the conclusion that they are complicit to the destruction, to the deterioration of our race, of mankind, because they are supporting someone who is worth Absolutely nothing. You cannot save an ignorant individual who is not even aware of his own ignorance. That's the dilemma the country is facing today. Of course, most of the thing that I said here may not matter much to some of you. Because those who have already made the decision that Donald Trump is their leader, there is nothing anyone can tell them that would change that because they have already crossed the threshold of subhumans. They don't know how to think for themselves. They don't know how to decide for themselves. So they look up to an individual who is much less worthy of being listened to to guide them. It is a dilemma for a country that has so many renowned universities, 
a country that the world has looked up to for guidance. It is a sad predicament for the United States of America. According to the latest uh, uh, to the latest poll, if the world were to participate in the U.S. election, Donald Trump would have lost in a landslide. That's what the world think of Donald Trump. They want absolutely nothing to do with him because they too recognize that Donald Trump is a man of no character. So what should we expect? What is going to happen in a couple of days? To those Democrats who are anxious, who are biting their nail, who are biting their fingers, who are holding their breath, it is understandable because we've seen what happened in the past three plus years. And there is no way in the world that anyone can possibly fathom the idea of waking up to Donald Trump having a second term. This horror would kill quite a few in this nation. And the United States of America would fall. Not just in words. The world will turn its back completely on the United States of America and our society would plunge into the worst crisis since our existence. So I understand the nail-biting anxiety that has plunged into the Democrat circle and of course to many Republicans who have come to understand that Donald Trump must go. But I do have news that should put your minds to rest. Well, I'm going to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. He's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. This is a defining moment in the future of the Republican Party. We have to reject this demagoguery, and if we don't reject Donald Trump, we've lost the moral authority, in my view, to govern this great nation.
Uh, this election is what you would call the election of a lifetime. There, there are so many different reasons why people should want Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Let's take a quick look at a number of things that I consider important enough uh, to make a point about why if you have not yet decided who to vote for those examples would make your life easier would make the choice easier for you now in all fairness i can tell you that i don't even know why anyone would at this point be undecided but interestingly enough there are a number of people who are undecided we are going to take a look at a few uh if you want the first one is of course the Trump reports coming and uh, we're going to take a look at of course the so let's take a look at the first bulleted point um the trump report card and the reason that i decided today to provide you a little bit of a glimpse we're not going to discuss it in detail but we're going to provide you a glimpse of what has Donald Trump done for the past three plus years that he has been, he has bragged about and where he has failed miserably. And if you are on the fence and you're trying to make a decision, then it should not be that difficult of a decision for you to make. So the Trump report card is about most of uh, the we, we're going to take a few topics we're not going to talk about everything but we're going to take a few topics to talk about so that we can show you exactly some of the things that Donald Trump bragged about what is really uh, behind it let's look at business investment now the chart you're looking at in front of you show you the investment done under Obama and the investment done under Donald Trump now you look at the fluctuation uh, Obama is is circle in blue and of course Trump is circle in red now if you look at Obama started at 7.4 on the far left and uh, well actually 
not Obama. Obama took over in 2009. So if you look at by the time he took over the presidency, then the actual business investment were way down. If you look at where Obama's name is written, that's where it started. And then it went up and up and it fluctuated, it fluctuated. And look at what happened when Trump took over. It spiked for just a bit under Trump. If you look at on the far right, and if you look at uh, the rectangle where I circle Trump, you notice that now, if you look at how the fluctuation go, it actually went down and that's where we are. And by the way, just for your sake, that all of those information can be found on uh, with the source that we provide at the bottom left corner of the screen. The source is circle in yellow most of the time. Now, let's look at the next item. Consumer confidence, for instance. You look at where Obama took over, if you look the blue rectangle where he took over, it was just around 37.4. That's when consumer, that's a measure that's used by economists to find out whether the people feel how the country is going, whether they should spend money or save their money. So when Obama took over, it was around 37.4%. And by the time Obama was leaving, if you look at the end of Obama, it was 111. It started at 37.4 or 37.5 and go all the way to 111. So consumer confidence went up. Now look at under Trump, when Trump took over, it slightly went up, slightly went up, but look at what happened. It is down. It's just barely 85%. So it has went down, it has gone down from Obama 111 now to Donald Trump 85. I give you those numbers and again the source, you can go to the source and check out those information. This is not number taken out of a pull out of a hat. Now look at the GDP. And this is one of the things that you should remember clearly because Donald Trump really bragged about that even during the 2016 campaign. That how much is going to make the GDP go by to 6%. Now look at when Obama took over the presidency. It was just barely, it actually was a negative number, to minus 3.5. Now if you look at on the far left, that's the top, the blue part. If you look at on the far right, rather, you would notice that when Obama left the presidency, it was 1.7. Now, at some point, right before that, it was 3.1. Now, look at under Donald Trump. It never actually went 3.1. The highest he has gone is 3.0. So, he has never even surpassed the, the previous administration. But look at where it's at now. Look at on the far left corner of your screen where it says Trump. It's minus 6.5. What I'm trying to say to you at this point is all the things that Donald Trump is telling you he knows how to do, according to the to stat, the numbers that are provided by his own agency, is doing way worse than the previous administration. Now, you may like Donald Trump because you like failure uh, or you like the guy because he talks a certain way. But 
There is no success in what Donald Trump has been doing. Now, look at uh, government debt. Now, I don't even have to talk about that because by now you should become very familiar that Donald Trump has doubled the national debt. And the top, again, is the blue under Obama and the bottom is under Donald Trump. If you look at the last uh, row and you notice how the national debt has increased under Donald Trump. There is no argument. Those are not made up numbers. Those are information that you can find on the government website, Donald Trump own administration. And there is no reason for the debt to have been to have gone up under Donald Trump because Donald Trump inherited a growing economy. Obama inherited a recession. So comparing Obama and Donald Trump is actually a very unfair comparison because Obama walked into problem, Donald Trump walked into a park where he could have made things better, but instead he made it worse. So if you're looking for a reason, a reason to get rid of Donald Trump, in addition to the coronavirus that's ravaging lives, those are information that you can rely on. They provided by Donald Trump agency. Now, this is manufacturing output. This is one of the interesting uh, 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 topic for me because Donald Trump ran and in 2016, he bragged about being able to bring job back into the United States of America. He's going to make America great again. He's going to make sure that everybody gets a job. Eh? Manufacturers start humming again. Look at what happened when Obama took. It went up. Not a big deal, but it went up and up and get to 100 something. 100.4. And look at under Donald Trump. It has gone down. So the manufacturing output that Donald Trump brags so much about that is so good at business and people think he's so great that he's going to make things really work so well for them. This is what we have. And if you look at again at the bottom left corner, this is the source you can verify for yourself because those are not information that I pull out of a hat. So Donald Trump is all talk. Unfortunately, he has a lot of people who actually believe the kind of nonsense, the kind of lies he's saying. If you watch this program before, I mentioned to you one important fact. If Donald Trump says X, it is not X. Now, this is another important uh, topic that I like pointing out. The stock market. Now, if you listen to Donald Trump talking about the stock market, you would feel that, oh, he's the only one who has done so well that, my God, he cannot, if Donald Trump doesn't wave that magic wand, the economy is going to plunge. What you're currently looking at is a picture of the stock market under both Democrat and Republican. But the last two, the last two columns, the blue and the red, the blue is Obama and the red is Donald Trump. So, so far, what you're looking at, despite what you're seeing in the stock market, Donald Trump is still underperforming Obama. Yes, you 
Men like Donald Trump and think this is the reason you think he's doing so well is because he run his mouth. And most Republicans who support Donald Trump like hearing Donald Trump running his mouth. So that's the only thing that's bigger than all previous administration. His mouth. But when it comes to actual data, when it comes to actual numbers, Donald Trump has not underperformed his predecessor. Put differently, you do not have anything that you can rely on factually. I'm not talking about Donald Trump tell you. I'm not talking about you going fast and they tell you some kind of lie. I'm talking about facts. You cannot factually have any argument as to why you would want Donald Trump still being the president of the United States. Because as far as facts are concerned, as far as numbers are concerned, Donald Trump has underperformed his predecessor, and he's the worst part, despite the fact that he inherited a growing economy, and despite the fact, number two, that he borrowed $1.5 trillion and gave it to corporation in order to, for everything to go even better. Obama didn't have to give uh, organization money. The government lent them money so they can return money back. But Donald Trump literally gave companies money. $1.5 trillion. And yet, every measure that you take under Donald Trump is much lower than under his predecessor. Now, you may not have liked Obama. In fact, there is another important aspect of what I just said that you should keep in mind. Under Obama presidency, he did not have any cooperation from Republicans. In fact, Republicans put stumbling block, obstacle to prevent Obama from achieving what he had to achieve. Mitch McConnell himself said on the very first week of Obama presidency that our priority is to make Obama a one-term president. And he wasn't joking. He works aggressively to prevent Obama from having anything done. Now contrast that to Donald Trump. The Republican handed the key to the legislative body and yet he still managed to underperform when it comes when it comes to 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 his predecessor so if you're looking for an argument don't quote what you heard on fox don't come and tell me oh yeah the, the economy is great uh, uh the stock market is doing well well yes it feels that way but the numbers are not are not lying those are not numbers that Democrats invented and presented to you. Those are numbers provided by agencies working in the Trump administration today that show you those information. So which means everything considered. Obama didn't give money to businesses. Obama didn't have cooperation from the Republican. Obama inherited a very bad recession and yet Obama managed to do much, much better than Donald Trump, who got 
all the approval, all the support of the Republican who borrow $1.5 trillion and yet he cannot show anything for that. Because at this point, considering what Donald Trump inherited, a good economy, a growing stock market, everything was running fine, and yet he still managed to underperform his predecessor. So the argument that you may have why you would want Donald Trump, that argument doesn't, cannot hold. Because Donald Trump has proven that even in the, if Obama had the kind of support that Donald Trump has, can you imagine how far, how much better the country would have done? Imagine that for one second. A, a president who inherited a bad economy, a president who had to fight the Republican in order to get something done for the people. Now, it bugs the mind to think that a country that's going through a recession, you would think Republicans who took an oath, you know, to protect the country, to defend the country, would work with the president in order to get people out of the recession, in order to help people get back on, 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 on their feet. Oh no, that's not what they did. Oh no, we're going to prevent Obama from doing anything for the people so that the people can hate him enough and he would be a one-term president. When I tell you the Republicans, they are not patriot and they don't love the United States of America. Now, it sounds like something that over the top, but we gave you example after example as to how far the Republican leaders would go in order for them to stay in power instead of working for the country. I don't know your definition of patriot, but that's what patriots do, irrespective of political party. You work with the president when what the president is trying to do benefits the people. Because the people is not Democrat people, or Republican people. Those are American. When Obama walked into the Oval Office, the recession wasn't a recession that only hit the Democrats. The recession hit everyone in the country. And yet, Republicans overwhelmingly oppose everything that Obama tried to do. And you would call that patriot? The unemployment was 10.4 when Obama in, uh, inherited the presidency of the United States. 10.4. Now you would think that people who took an oath, you know, you tell your constituent how hard you're going to work for them, you're going to do this and that and the other, and you go to Washington and instead of helping someone who wants to do something about the recession, then you oppose the person, you put stumbling block, you put obstacle, you really prevent that individual from achieving that. That's not politics. That's Machiavellian.
And the only reason Republicans are always able to, to do those kind of things is because they rely exclusively on the ignorance of the constituent. They know the constituent don't know any better. They know the constituent don't understand those things. So what they do, what do they do? They decide whatever they do, the constituent would think it's politics. I mentioned before and I'll mention it again. The only reason Republican legislators are able to keep their job is because they rely exclusively on the ignorance of the Republican constituent. That's what they rely on. They exploit it. They nurture it. In fact, they want their constituent to stay in ignorance. That's the reason they lie to them over and over and over again. That's not politics. So on November 3rd, Donald Trump is not the only person to get rid of. Because I explained that here before. The Constitution provided a framework that if we have a president like Donald Trump, rogue, mediocre, malicious, Machiavellian, if we had a president like Donald Trump, the legislative body would have been able to rein in in that individual. That's the reason the framers set the constitution the way that they did. Three separate and equal branches of the government. But the Republicans, for two years, in total control of the government, the executive branch and the legislative body, decided to do none of that. And that's the reason we are in the predicament we are in today. So when you go to the poll on November 3rd, which is this coming Tuesday, Remember that has it not been for those Republican people like Mitch McConnell, people like Lindsey Graham, Mark Meadow, who is now the chief of staff, Jordan, Devin Nunez, you know, the, the, the crowd of Republicans who would do everything possible to hold on to power, even if it's bad for the constituent. For the rest of you who have come to the same conclusion, who have seen for yourself what the Republican legislators are like, what they stand for, if you want a better country, if you want better future for your children, those people must also go. Because getting rid of Donald Trump is the easiest part. But those individuals have been in Washington for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They become complacent. They know how to stay in power by lying, by deceiving their constituent. And that's the reason the country has gone from bad to worse. That's the reason we today have somebody like Donald Trump in the Oval Office. So those people ought to go as, as well. We cannot just decide getting rid of Donald Trump. This is the solution to the problem. Because if you continue to have people like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham in Washington, 
the country will continue to have the same problem that we're having today. So please do your children a favor. Help make future for this country better. Get rid of those people because as far as their actions say, they do not love the United States of America. They're more concerned about preserving their job, holding on to power. And they have done everything that you would not expect someone who took an oath to serve your constituent would do. This is not politics. This is much too urgent to let that slide. So, in a couple of days, in just a couple of days, you will have the opportunity to change the nation. We already all agree that Donald Trump must go. There is no if and but about that. But what has not been talked about enough is the fact that his enablers, the Republican senators, the Republican congressmen and women, his enablers must also go because if we do not, as a country, get rid of bad elements in Washington, the hope to change our nation will fade away pretty quickly. not be outraged because this is not a matter of being Democrat or being Republican because the very reason that our democracy survives is because of that very structure of our government the minute that you don't have any oversight then at that point the idea of democracy in the United States of America ceases to exist so if you are a Republican and you think it's okay, then you too are no patriot. There is no other word of saying it. No matter what you hear people saying, trying to sugarcoat, trying to go around to explain it to you, that's all it means. If you are okay with what is currently going on, with Donald Trump, with the Republican Party, you categorically are not a patriot. Someday soon, the time of Trump will pass. This circus of incompetence, corruption, and cruelty will end. When it does, the men and women in Trump's Republican Party will come to you.
telling you they can repair the damage he's done. They'll beg you to forget their votes to exonerate Trump from his crimes, ask you to forgive their silence, their cowardice, and their betrayals as Trump wrecked this nation. Every time they had a choice between America and Trump, they chose Trump. Every time they were called to the service of this nation and their sacred oath, they chose Trump. Every time. Learn their names. Remember their actions. And never, ever trust them again. look at another important topic that you cannot possibly not be affected, impacted by it. It's the spread of the coronavirus. The sad aspect of what's going on with the spread of the coronavirus is the is is the fact that this is not a surprise this is not and this is not something that we could not not do anything about on january 2020 the world health organization sent notification to all to all nations. And here in the United States, Donald Trump received official communication from the World Health Organization on January 7th, January 7th, 2020. At that time, officially, the United States of America had just a few people who were Affected, infected. The World Health Organization suggested that every country takes the step to contend to protect themselves from the virus entering the country, and in the cases that they suspect it has already entered the country, to try to contain the virus. That was January 7th, 2020. At that time, the unofficial number of people impacted, affected, infected in the United States was around six. Six people. That's the unofficial number because we weren't sure. Six people. Today, the United States has 9 million people infected. Nine million people. 
the most in the world. This is a country that has a lot of resources, both financial and expertise. There is no lack of such in the United States. There is not a single country in the world that has done worse than the United States of America. Canada, which is the neighbor, our neighbor next door, has yet to reach 10,000 people who have lost their lives. As you can see on the screen, we already surpassed 230,000. The past two weeks here in the United States of America, the country has added an average of 80,000 cases of the coronavirus. In the past three days, the past three days, an average of 100,000 people have been infected. The United States of America only has 4% of the world population. But the United States of America represents 25% of the cases of the coronavirus and also of the number of casualties due to the coronavirus. Taiwan, which is a small country near China. By now, the whole world knows that the virus originated from China. Taiwan, major source of revenue is tourism, mostly surrounding countries, and China is actually the largest source of revenue when it comes to tourism for Taiwan. As per a couple of days ago, Taiwan has just five, number five, five people. One, two, three, four, five. Just that five people who have lost their lives to the coronavirus. And the number of infection, under 600 people. Yes, those are not mistakes. I'm quoting you. Taiwan is next to China. You can literally take a ferry from China to Taiwan. And that's the reason tourism in Taiwan is a major source of revenue for that country. And China, when China wants to, to force Taiwan, the Taiwan government, to accept whatever that they ask, they curb tourism. That's how much Taiwan relies on China for tourism. And yet, as of date, Taiwan has just five people who have lost their lives and less than 600 people who have been infected. So the idea that Donald Trump telling you is the Chinese, it's because Donald Trump is an incompetent individual unable to listen to professionals and that's the reason the United States of America is in the predicament it is in today. 
Because if there is a country that should have been worse in the world, it should have been Taiwan. Because Taiwan tourism did not stop, did not end with the virus breakout in China. But there is a major difference between Taiwan and the United States. Taiwan has a leader who cares about the citizen of the country. The United States of America has a clown, an imbecile, an idiot, an incompetent individual. That's the difference. That's why we here suffering that much. Donald Trump like to point fingers as usual to anyone whenever something is bad instead of taking responsibility. Oh, this is that guy. This is this guy. It's never him. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. And to everyone chagrin, those Republicans, those supporters of Donald Trump, they seem to be okay with him blaming everybody else. Oh yes, it's the other guy. Not you, Donald Trump. You couldn't possibly do something like that. And that's the reason the United States of America is in the crisis that it is in. Because we have millions of people who, can th who cannot think for themselves, who let the thinking to an individual such as Donald Trump. The country is in serious trouble. So we are in the predicament that you're currently seeing on your screen. Nine million people infected. 230,000 people have already lost their lives. And if the prediction by the health professionals are accurate, by the end of this year, we may reach 400,000 casualties. In the process, the individual who is the president of the United States is not just incompetent, he's not just an imbecile, but he also work to undermine the effort of the people who could have contained the virus. Dr. Anthony Fauci has to hire security to protect himself and his family because those idiots who support Donald Trump think they should threaten his life. This is how bad the United States of America has become. You have a bunch of idiots who follow another idiot Telling them that the person that's trying to protect you, to save your life, to give you information, that person, you should threaten his life. This is America today. And that's the reason the rest of us find it absolutely necessary, imperative, to get rid of Donald Trump in this election. Because it's not that Donald Trump is bad as the, at the job. It's not that he's an idiot. It's not that he's a mediocre individual. We have had that in the past. Not every president was occupied, uh, was, uh, 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 was uh, 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 seated in the Oval Office, has been great. We have good, bad, excellent, mediocre as well. But Donald Trump is in a category by itself. Contrary to what the Republican supporters of Donald Trump might think, 
That is the worst thing that has happened to America. You have an individual who deliberately decide to undermine the effort of people who try to protect the country. Deliberately. And you've seen them at rallies. The question you should ask yourself, any one of those people fall sick, die, should you feel bad for them? Now, for those of you, Democrat in particular, that anxious, nail-biting, in terms of don't know what the election, how it will turn out, what should we expect? Again, as I mentioned, I understand the anxiety because you really would not want to wake up the next day, the next week, and find out that, oh my God, the world is falling because Donald Trump is still president. That's one nightmare that most of us would never wake up from. This is one nightmare that we cannot wake up from. We should not have to wake up from. It is okay to be anxious, but anxiety is not the solution to the problem. According to a number of uh, those polls that been taken to provide us a sense of where the election is going. It is somewhat comforting that we see across the board, at least the poll, make you feel that that idiot that currently in the Oval Office, a majority of the country has taken the step to get rid of him. Now, that's the good part. There is a bad part. Donald Trump is a crook. He has cheated all his life. That's what Donald Trump does. He has never done anything legal or legitimate in his entire life. Look at the people who surround Donald Trump. There is not, there are just few individuals who serve in the Trump administration who is not, has not done something criminal or unethical. This is the worst, even the administration of Richard Nixon would be considered sense when he compared to Donald Trump. 
This is the most corrupt administration this country has ever had. And the reason is very simple. Not only Donald Trump is corrupt, he practices corruption openly and that makes the people who work for him feel that, oh, it must be okay to be corrupt. It must be okay to do what's bad because the people who support Donald Trump do not have any problem with that. So they are all corrupt. So we know that Donald Trump and company are working behind the scene trying to undermine our system of election as well. He has already tried the most direct route by trying to get Ukraine involved just like he did to Ru with Russia in 2016. He has tried to get the postmaster help him really derail the whole process. And now, of course, he is out there telling everyone that the election is going to be rigged. Now, I do understand the nail-biting moment that Democrats are going through. Now, today, it feels more or less hopeful that those polls are telling us that the nation, those who love the country, those who have common sense, those who are patriot, they are taking the step to make certain that we cut ties for good with this Machiavelli in the Oval Office. So those polls give us a lot of hope that indeed we are going to succeed. So the question is, why the nail biting? Now, number one is, as I mentioned at the beginning of this program, we still have a number of people who are undecided. And I keep asking myself the question, why at this stage could anyone be undecided? I mean, seriously, think about it. If you are undecided, I'm talking to you. If you know someone who is undecided, please talk to that individual because after you watch Donald Trump for the past three plus years, how could anyone be undecided? Now I understand those idiots, those morons that, that think that Donald Trump is the best thing and they voting for him. Not that it's okay, but they already made up their mind that hey, this is the kind of leader that they want. This is the kind of person they want to follow. Okay. But how in the world can you be undecided after you watch time and again that individual in the Oval Office, how much damage he has inflicted on our nation, how much he has trampled the rule of law, how much he has vilified the Constitution, how much he has disrespected even people who serve our nation. How could you be undecided? 
if you are undecided at this point, you have a much serious problem. Because the choice this time around, if there's been any time in the history of election, presidential election, if there has been any time when things are that easy, it is now. Because we know that Donald Trump is a crook, he's a moron, he's an idiot, he's a fraud, he lies repeatedly, and he's only interested in himself. What would make one undecided? But for the rest of you, which I'm sure that may still feel because of those type of small little things that are being talked about behind the scene. And of course, Donald Trump, people working aggressively behind the scene in order to cheat. That's what Donald Trump does. Donald Trump has never done anything legal or legitimate. I already said that, and that's the truth. In 2016, we know with certainty that he cheated. He solicited a foreign government who helped him. So we know that Donald Trump is a cheat. So he's going to try to do that again. So I know the anxiety has to do with that. So can you be certain that it's not going to happen? Well, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. For four years, many have said there will come a moment. Well, this is the moment because this ballot is like none ever cast. Now I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm still a Republican, but this ballot is how we restore the soul of our nation, electing a good man, Joe Biden, and a trailblazer, Kamala Harris, and ensure an orderly transfer of power. Or plunge our country into chaos. America or Trump? I choose America. undecided that's a problem of course the group of people who are undecided is small in comparison because both sides have already had enough people that have already made up their mind as to which way to go 
So what's left is the other side of the coin, which is we know that Donald Trump is a cheat. Now, you heard him saying that the election is going to be rigged, uh, he's watching, and so on and so forth. Donald Trump liked to project. If you notice that most of everything Donald Trump accused people of, that's what he is, that's what he does. So because he's a cheat, he's a liar, he always see everybody else as. That's what interesting if you pay close attention to Donald Trump. He accuses people of what he is. You don't have to go far. Here's an interesting thing that currently bears the seal of the United States, of the presidency of the United States. Now, it is sometimes impossible to imagine that Donald Trump sent tweets and lies. Of course, he gives interview, answer question, and lies some more. But is where things are really disturbing. What you're looking at is an excerpt of document, official document, that going to make ways to the library, U.S. Library Archive. And what Donald Trump put, as you can see, the date is October 27, 2020. That's just a few days ago. I'm not going to read the whole thing for you, but the highlight is the Trump administration accomplishment. And the big subtitle is Ending the COVID-19 Pandemic. Now, imagine that for a moment. That someone is so I even wonder whether Machiavelli himself would be able to pull that off. To make a statement like this in the middle of a pandemic that's growing and that's killing more people. Donald Trump is putting on record that his administration ended the pandemic. Now that's the type of person that those people supporting Donald Trump see as a leader. Yes, he, he, he speaks his mind. Of course he does. But he's uh, something that I wish to partake with some of you that even up to today, are having a difficult time and very anxious. Again, I understand the anxiety and uh, I can tell you, I'm not anxious, I'm not worried. And I'm not telling you that just for the sake of telling you, and I'm not telling you that today, it's something that I've been saying 
for well over a year now, 18 months to be exact. January 16, 2019. Yes, you read correctly. That's not this year, the year before. I published my first article that say, can Donald Trump win 2020? Now, as far as today is concerned, you see there are a lot of experts on television that are giving you the point of view how Joe Biden might win, will win, how Joe Biden will be able to sweep uh, certain parts of the country and uh, even uh, win some battleground state. Because it's easy. As we're getting closer and closer to the general election, then it becomes easier and easier for people to see the numbers. But on January 26, 2019, and I strongly encourage you to visit the website you see on the screen, peoplebranch.org. This is where the article is published. It says, can Donald Trump win 2020? In the very first paragraph, as you can see, Trumpeteers, that's the way I used to call those people who support Donald Trump, who cult members, those people would not give up Donald Trump for any reason, even when Donald Trump, Donald Trump can kill a number of them on uh, uh, in his, at his rally, and they all, the rest of us, of them will continue to worship Donald Trump because to them, Donald Trump is a cult leader. So it doesn't matter what he does. I said to one of my fellow Republicans, of course, the guy was not happy because of the way that I I, I, I framed my answer. Uh, we were having an exchange in terms of what can what, what, what has Donald Trump done that what can Donald Trump do that would get you to come to the conclusion that he's not fit to be president because it's mind-boggling to me that none of those people have seen anything so that was the conversation going uh, uh, on social media. And I provided uh, a rather graphic answer, uh, 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 take rather, to, to that conversation. I said that even if Donald Trump were to drop his pants and defecate on the White House lawn, I guarantee you those people who support Donald Trump, who continue to support Donald Trump, would blame the media from showing that instead of blaming Donald Trump from being a trashy individual. They would see everybody else as being the problem. Why would those people in the media show that? Why would they even focus on Donald Trump? Because as far as those people are concerned, the imbecile that Donald Trump is the despicable individual that Donald Trump is, they like that because they prefer a despicable individual they can identify with rather than looking up to a leader
leader that can lead the nation. That's the type of people we're talking about. That's why I don't waste time in trying to make argument with those individuals. They're incapable of having a logical conversation. Because anything that you bring, you can bring them proof. It doesn't matter because as far as they're concerned, a despicable individual such as Donald Trump, they identify with, they okay with, so to hell with everybody else. And that's the reason I've been saying in this program, do not waste your time trying to get those individuals to understand reason because they're not going to. So instead, focus your attention in going to the poll and vote Donald Trump and the rest of the Republican out of office and encourage your friends, family members, acquaintances, colleagues to understand that our country needs to move away from that predicament that we're in. So having said that to you, the Democrats, the only fear that I had is the number of people who turn out to vote because sometimes people are excited about the fact that they want to get rid of an individual, but when it comes to voting, they stay home. We saw that in 2016. 100 million people eligible to vote did not vote. So that's why today we have what we have. But I am encouraged by the fact that today, the number of people, not only new people registered to vote, and the number of people who have already cast their ballot, those numbers have already surpassed 2016. So that gives me great hope that indeed what I envision in 2019 is actually what is. But there are two points I need to make about that because again, we know that Donald Trump is going to cheat, but can Donald Trump cheat his way back to the Oval Office? Now, I encourage you to read that article because it's not just that article. There are at least in that time frame in 2019, I wrote four articles, four parts, that explain why I believe that it's impossible for Donald Trump to get reelected. So, to the question, can Donald Trump win 2020? Trumpeteers? The answer is no! In fact, if you look at the next paragraph, that even if you sell your soul to the devil, Donald Trump will not be re-elected. Now, when I wrote and published the first part of this article, I can tell you, we're talking about 2019. I can tell you the number of derisions, the number of people who shrug off, the number of people who think that I was a lunatic, the number of Trump supporters who think that guy, he must be in, in, in something. In fact, I was accused of being on drugs when I published the first part of the article. Yes, I was accused of being on drugs because how could I possibly think that Donald Trump will not be reelected? And those people, they did have a point at the time that I published the first part because we were very far from the predicament the country is in. Coronavirus, coronavirus started in 2020. I published this first part one year prior. So I do understand why those people felt that I must have been 
on something. The stock market was do going well. Everybody was happy. Company were reporting record profit, record revenue. They just got $1.5 trillion in, 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 in free money from Donald Trump. So everything was great. So for someone to have nothing better to do but to publish an article and say, no, even if Donald Trump sell his soul, even if you sell your soul to the devil, Donald Trump will not be reelected. So I do understand why they thought I was just kidding. Or maybe I was on something. But for those of you who are nail-biting, anxious, and thinking that Donald Trump can repeat 2016, let me put it in perspective for you. First, on Monday, which is the day prior to the election, I will show you the, the chart that I use to come to that conclusion so that you can understand why I do not have the same anxiety as other people. Because if you can imagine in 2019, I came to that conclusion, so, and things weren't even great. Things weren't anywhere being what it is today. Donald Trump was enjoying, oh, 40%. Well, Donald Trump is still 40%. Well, that we'll talk about on Monday uh, because you have to see where I got the detail of my information in order for you to understand why I don't suffer anxiety the same way as other Democrats, nor do I feel that Donald Trump can repeat 2016. But for today, I'll make two points. And I just made one, actually. Uh... Since Donald Trump has been elected president of the United States, there's been one thing that is very consistent. And that thing is Donald Trump approval has never gone beyond 40%. That's number one. The second aspect to think about is the following. Hundred percent is comprised of forty percent and sixty percent. So if Donald Trump has never been able to cross the threshold of forty percent or cannot go beyond 40%. So what happened to the 60%? So the 60% are the people who are voting against Donald Trump. That is a simple math. Now, in 2016, that math was incorrect because we did not have 60% of the people going to the poll. But this time, we do. So there is no reason for anyone to feel that Donald Trump can repeat 2016. Because he has never gone anywhere higher than 40 plus percent. We have 60 percent 
which is the other side that don't want anything to do with Donald Trump. In 2016, part of those 60% stayed home. In 2020, all of them are out there voting. Now there is more to that. And that's something we'll talk about on Monday. So don't miss that because I'm going to show you where I get those information and why I personally do not suffer of anxiety as far as the outcome of this election. And despite the fact that Donald Trump and company are trying everything possible to cheat. Yes, that should make you unable to sleep at night, but, but I do not because I have the numbers that show unequivocally that even if Trump supporters were to sell their soul to the devil, Donald Trump cannot be re-elected president of the United States. For four years, many have said there will come a moment. Well, this is the moment because this ballot is like none ever cast. Now I'm a lifelong Republican and I'm still a Republican, but this ballot is how we restore the soul of our nation, electing a good man, Joe Biden, and a trailblazer, Kamala Harris, and ensure an orderly transfer of power or plunge our country into chaos. America or Trump? I choose America. years, the country wakes up every day to confusion, to chaos, triggered, caused, generated by the very individual whose primary job is to prevent it in the first place. Hi, my name is Mike Duchamp, host of Sluzal, a place for common sense. FDR said that the liberty of a democracy is not safe if the people tolerated the growth of private power to a point where it becomes stronger than the democratic state itself. Ownership of government by an individual, by a group, or any controlling private power is fascism. FDR also warned us to beware of that small group of selfish men who would clip the wings of the American eagle in order to feather their own nest and to never underestimate a man who overestimate himself. We did also receive warning from other very famous individuals. George Washington, the first president of the United States, warned us to guard against the imposture of pretended patriotism. With this publication, we tackle the discussion of how the guardrails of our democracy are being removed. The rule of law 
tripled. The Constitution shredded right under our eyes. Is it politics? Join me every day at 11 a.m. on Sluzar for discussion of social political issues which might impact your lives and those of future generations. See you then. that's difficult to to wrap my brain around is most of us in fact common sense would dictate you that if something is bad for you you stay away from it uh, because well it's bad for you now there are people we call them masochists who like being harmed, being tortured. We, I'm not a psychologist, so I cannot tell you I understand why those people like pain. What does it do? How, why does that attract them? In fact, I know personally an individual who was that way. Oh, is that way. I cannot say I understand, but I've seen it, I've witnessed it. In general, as I mentioned many times in this program, I do not, I would not have cared if my neighbor next door is a moron. Because who cares? He's an idiot. But there is one problem with that's the way that I started. In fact, I have an aversion for ignorance. I cannot stand the idea of individuals living in ignorance, especially people who have chosen deliberately to live in ignorance. When I started to host this program, I thought, why should I care about those people? They're not going to be of any use to the country. They're already ignorant, and they, living in ignorance, they follow people who just uh, drag them into ignorance, and for some reason, they cannot come to their senses and understand that they are not just being dragged into darkness, but they're also dragging the country into that darkness. That was my, that was the way that I felt about it. But something happened, and I realized that I cannot really feel that way about my neighbor next door, because if my neighbor decides to burn down his house, I will be impacted, I will be affected, because chances are, I may have to evacuate if I'm lucky or I may even die. So 
I decided maybe the approach is bad. If my neighbor is ignorant, it, it becomes my responsibility, no matter how painful it is, no matter how much time it requires for me to educate my neighbor. And that's the reason you see, although you would sense many times in my voice, the frustration, not because I'm trying to convert Republicans into Democrats, but rather because when ignorance is what rules among groups of people, it really, it still bothers me. It still gets under my skin. If there is something that does, this is one of such things. Because there is no amount of insult you can lure, uh, launch at me or uh, throw at me that would get me riled up. You cannot do that insulting me. But this is one of the things that really get under my skin. Watching ignorant people like waiting, bidding in ignorance. The only other thing that makes me feel even more upset is to watch those individuals they call leaders, whether it's politics, religion, or business, exploiting that ignorance. Because they see they can make money out of it, they can hold on to power, or they can elevate their status. Let's take the religious people, for instance. Why would a religious leader encourage Christian to support an individual who is not a Christian, who has a foul mouth, who has married four times, and who doesn't have any respect for women? Why would any religious leader tell their followers to do that? They want to hold on to power. Why would any business leader encourage their viewers to stay in ignorance? Why would they continue to lie to their viewers? Because they have come to the conclusion the day that those viewers become knowledgeable become smart, they would realize that they've been lied to, they would leave them, so they feel, they feel that it is their obligation if they ought to make money, to make certain that the audience stay ignorant. Why would a political leader, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham and company, would lie to their constituent about those things that are happening, like the president shredding the constitution, trampling the rule of law, the president destroying every aspect of our institution and intelligence, instead of saying something or explaining to the constituent that's bad, that's not good, that's not acceptable, they come and actually explain what the president say. Why would any leader do that? I submit to you, not because they are stupid, but because it benefits them. And which makes it the biggest problem 
the United States of America has that you have leaders in the Republican Party deliberately doing, striving to make certain that their followers, their constituent, stay ignorant. It's not accident. It's not mistakes. They deliberately lie to the constituent. They deliberately deceive the constituent because it benefits them personally. To the politician, they can hold on to power. To the business leaders, they can make more money. To the religious leader, they can have higher status because they continue to have blind obedience. Nobody would challenge them. So that's the predicament the Republican Party in general is in. You have leaders that tell their followers that that despicable individual on in the Oval Office, that individual with no character, that malicious individual, all you ought to vote for him because he's putting judges on the Supreme Court. I joked to one of my uh, fellow Republican that if I remove Donald Trump, his name, or even if I keep the same name, and I put the devil there, but we're going to call the devil Donald Trump. Then again, he is. The guy has lied as much or probably more than the devil. So let's, let's do the substitution. So the devil, Donald Trump, is the devil. But the devil promised that he can put judges on the Supreme Court that you like. Oh my God, give us the devil. That's all it is. It doesn't matter what the devil does. It doesn't matter what damage the devil does to the nation, to anyone. As long as the devil say, I'm going to put judges on the Supreme Court, they say, give us the devil. And that's the predicament the United States of America is in. But feel not for those of you who are still asking yourself, what does all that mean? On Monday, I will show you the numbers and I will give you peace of mind because you already know and heard that the outcome of this election, contrary to past election, we're not going to know the outcome the next day or the following day. It may take up to a week to know the actual outcome of the election. But do not panic. Because Donald Trump and company are going to try to do everything possible to cheat as he has done in the past. But we already know that. So we are prepared for that. So 
even if he sells his soul to the devil, Donald Trump will not be re-elected. So on Monday, I will show you exactly why that is. And why during the week time after the election that ballots are being counted, not to get yourself all worked up. Because there is no reason for that. So in the meantime, I do hope you have a fantastic weekend. More importantly, I encourage you to listen to professional in terms of protecting yourself because the virus is on the rise again. There are places in the United States that have already started putting lockdown in some cities. In Europe, there are countries that have already gone back to lockdown, some partially, but nevertheless, the virus is on the rise and lockdown become again another piece of conversation. The best way to protect yourself is to listen to healthcare professionals. The idiot in the Oval Office doesn't care about you and doesn't know what he's talking about. He has work every day to undermine healthcare professionals. Just the other day, he accused the doctors of inflating the number of the coronavirus. He has no limits as to what kind of outrageous thing that he would say. But you can protect yourself so that you can be around to watch him being dragged out of the Oval Office. Because I heard the argument that he may not want to leave. Oh boy, I would wish that's what happened. Because I would enjoy Donald Trump being dragged out of the Oval Office. Because he will be dragged out of the Oval Office. In handcuffs is possible. So... I heard that argument before and I have no worry because Donald Trump will lose the election and will have to leave one way or another. So in order for you to see that, you have to take precaution so that you can be healthy and you can watch history happening right under our eyes. Second, to the end of slavery, Getting rid of Donald Trump is one of the greatest moments we are all waiting for. So be safe and protect your family, protect yourself. And see you again on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Souza program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or something. Let us know how to Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon.
So I got an apartment across from the park. But quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling great. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go. Here we go. Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles my name is Mike Duchenne MD for short I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening whichever it happens to be hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast that was Suza live from New York good day good day